Welcome to All In With Love Playground Conversations. I'm your host, James Gardner, and each week I sit down and have conscious conversations that evolve around the inner child qualities of truth, freedom, artistry, and intimacy among today's high-frequency small business owners, entrepreneurs, and downright epic human beings. The time is at hand for each of us to go back in time, back to the innocence of our younger selves, when each day was a canvas of creation, each morning held the day's adventure, and that sweet air of possibility was blowing through our hair. Take the journey to the hero within. So excited today because, as most of you know, I have a business coaching hat that I wear from time to time, and my guest has made quite a splash in the business world, not only as a coach, and I'm going to share with her in a second uh, to you all, but here it is. My guest today, ladies is a, ladies and gentlemen, is a seven-figure entrepreneur. She has built and designed five businesses in three different industries, five in three, yeah, and a host of a podcast, Scale Your Small Business Podcast which I've happened to be a, a, a guest on a few times. Thank you very much, Jillian. And uh, now she also is a coach. So she is helping small business owners, entrepreneurs, even uh, CEO suites really understand how to maximize their business potential, deliver their brand message, and ultimately get some ROI, return on investment. So it is my pleasure to welcome Jillian Floodstrom to the podcast. Jillian, how are you today? Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Thank you. I'm excited too. I'm excited too. Now, uh, you know, I, I love that I have you in the hot seat since you, <laughs> I've been privileged to be in your hot seat twice. So I was just so going to well, say we reverse roles. I know. <laughs> All right. Let's let's put our business. We're gonna we're gonna play in the sandbox. We're gonna tie this into inner child and 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 all of that. But let's let's dive into business now. You obviously with the pedigree that I just um, described to the audience, you have quite a history of of business and acumen and helping others. I also know that you are big on systems and what you bring to the world in in business. So. First, I want to open it up to you and, and say, in your, in your journey in the world of your own business and others, what, what is the biggest challenge that you see with your clientele and the people that you deal with on a day-to-day basis? It's really making sure that your foundation is in your business. I mean, foundation is really the beginning of where everything starts. And there's so many people that start on this entrepreneurial journey and don't know how big their business is going to grow. And so they're still using their old systems and processes that they had when they're started, but maybe now they're up to five, 10, 15 employees and Mm -hmm. they're struggling and they don't understand why. And it's really all this foundational stuff that of course is not the most glamorous, but it's, you know, brings it all back to that quote about you have to walk before you can run. It's oftentimes taking it back, looking at what your current systems are, where you're at and where they need to be 
up to snuff essentially because mm -hmm. your business has probably grown since you've looked at everything and most people don't look at it because there's so many other things that are coming at you every single day. Yeah, that's that's spot on even from my lens and in my history in, in in this realm too. It's it it is to me it's a constant a uh, 30,000 foot view. And then you got to get in ground level and obviously in the trench warfare where you're doing the day-to-day -day stuff. But I, I think it's a smart play for business owners always have to pull back out and, and assess and reassess as you're saying, because yeah, the, the, as you add more floors on your cathedral, on your business, the foundation has to be adjusted to withstand that growth. Completely agree. So we see that. So in your world, you see that. That's why uh, you're big on systems. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that uh, in terms of some of the work you do with systems specifically. Well, it really starts with looking at someone's business. What systems do you have? And if you don't have any, that's totally okay. But I think the easiest one to jump into is on the financial side of things, because as we know, Every business is making money, needs to make money. And one of the easiest places to kind of fall by the wayside is people's financial plan, um, how they do things. You know, do you pay bills when they come in? Do you pay bills on the 10th of and 25th of every month? Do you pay them? Maybe you don't pay them for three months. You know, do you have a system in place to make sure that all your bills are getting paid when you get new ones? Do you set them up on those dates so that way you're not overwhelmed every day? Does it make you very nervous to pull up your bank statement on your online app and look at it? You know, all those different things that mm -hmm. a lot of people have a lot of different emotions surrounding money. And I feel like that is the easiest one to step into because a lot of people are struggling with it and we're all the same. You know, we all struggle with, you know, how to set those systems up to make sure that the financial aspect of it is running. So it makes it so much less stressful. And I think that's really the thing that small business owners need is less stress. True. True. And, and, I, I feel like everyone needs, in my opinion, everyone, every business owner needs to always ask themselves, uh, you know, or, or take themselves through three, three points, which is what can I eliminate? What can I delegate? What can I automate? And those three things, I think, create some of those systems that we're talking about. Uh, and money's a big one, as you said. And really, a business is nothing but a series of systems. Mm -hmm. set up right and and uh i think the more in depth you go like you're saying on, on those various different facets of your business the better you're going to be um to with to, to withstand the growth as you're as as we are opening with absolutely because money amplifies things mm -hmm. so if your business is a little bit of a mess on the financial side as you grow your business those money issues regards to your systems are just going to get bigger. You just add more zeros to it. And so it's easier now to put some processes in place and some things that you can do every week, every month, every quarter, whatever that looks like for you to make sure that you're managing that. So the money doesn't manage you. Ah, love that. So the money doesn't manage you. Mm -hmm. so true. So in, uh, when, when you work with your clients, then uh, do you have a, a way that you assess their systems or their lack thereof 
uh, and and kind of come up with a way to prioritize. Okay, this is, you know, this is your bleeding artery. This is a secondary. Uh, you know, these little things we can we can deal with. Put that in a parking lot. We could deal with that next next quarter. Things like that. Absolutely. I think the very first question that we need to ask ourselves and is what I ask every business owner is what's stressing you out? Mm. What's keeping you up at night? Like what makes your heart pitter patter when you're like, uh, when I think of that gives you anxiety, there's probably something in your business that whatever it is, is giving you that feeling that like, oh, I know I need to deal with that, but I don't really want to do it. You know, what's the thing that you're procrastinating that you know you need to do it? And as we wrap up this year, it's really about taxes, right? I mean, we're coming up on people that might have filed extensions for their personal tax returns. We're coming up on the end for corporate tax returns, you know, all these things. And that is a very stressful process for people. And so it might be financial, but it might be something else. And it's okay, whatever it is, we just need to work through that and get some systems in place so that way it's less stressful. And quite honestly, you're more likely to do it when you have a process in place, when there's a list of like, okay, step one, do this. Step two, do this, you know, versus like, uh, I got to do it. But it's this, <laughs> it becomes this big, hairy monster right. that you're like, I'm just going to do that tomorrow. And pretty soon it's like, oh my gosh, the deadline's tomorrow. You're, you're talking about structure. And I, in my world, I coach a lot of, maybe a lot of what I would call energetic uh, business owners um, in that, those fields, coaches and practitioners that maybe aren't the old school kind of sweat equity typical structure mindset, if you will. And, and the struggle for, for them and, and even for me as a coach is to, is to help them understand the importance of structure and framework because they're, they're coming from a mindset of, you know, oh, well, I'm going to trust and, you know, lead with love and the universe and yeah, hundred percent. However, <laughs> to, to get from here to there, you got to go A, B, C, right? You, you, you need that. And I, I do get some kickback with some uh, clients in terms of, of, of letting go of that limiting belief. Because as you know, once we actually create the structure, the boundaries, that gives us freedom. We start to then dance in that and we get our own rhythm of how we're going to do X, whatever that X is, right? I completely agree with you. I think that people don't realize how big, whatever that big hairy monster is for you, the thing that you're procrastinating, whatever that is, I don't think that people realize how much energy that is taking up in your brain, in your space, on your to-do list. And once we get a system in place for that, mm -hmm. it reduces the overall stress. And there's other things that come up when you're like, oh my gosh, I just had this amazing idea because I now had room and space for that idea. But I couldn't think of that before because I was so distracted by my stupid taxes and how far behind I was and you know whatever that looks like for you. But there is something that happens when you make space and you create these systems that it allows your brain more flexibility, more room to grow your business, you personally, I mean, it's amazing what can happen when you start kind of creating things system-wise. I know it's not very glamorous, but. Well, it, but the end result is glamorous because what you're talking about, like those, 
those moments of, I'll call them creative clarity in terms of a possible solution or a possible next uh, beautiful move on, the, on their chessboard of business development, it does come from, from releasing the stress, create the system, relief, release the stress of that because you have steps. And then boom, the beautiful payoff is now you're like, oh, I, I need to do this or I never thought of that. And, and that's the beautiful dance uh, uh, that I, I love to see business owners where they're in that creative element and it's, it's artful. It's magic, truly. I agree. It's very, when you can see someone's face literally change when you've created this process that they know they can do on their own, it's amazing. And a great point, Jillian. And I, there's a process out there for everybody. And it's, and here's the thing. Uh, it, it's a process that's indicative of the person's process. How, how does he or she work honoring that, creating something that, that champions them to do whatever it is. Right. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's the thing is people, people just, uh, you know, assume a, a process that they, they may not adopt because it doesn't quite fit their their intuition or their, their energetics or, or their mindset, maybe even if it's limiting belief, but it doesn't fit with their mindset. Yeah, absolutely. That resistance that people might be feeling because maybe they're a pen and paper person, or maybe they're a digital app person. You know, right. there are so many different things that are available now that whatever type of person you are, paper, digital, whatever it might be, there's a system out there for you that works with your brain. I mean, I know that you run into this too, is I work with a lot of clients that are similar to me that have ADD. It's not, it's undiagnosed, but you just have to follow me around for a day and you know, I got it. Um, and you know, I'm dyslexic. There's all these different things that I have grown up with my whole life that now are coming into the light of, you know, that this is an actual, you know, thing, but I have just naturally adapted. And so I think there's so many people out there that are in a similar situation to me that, that don't know that maybe this is something that you might be struggling with and that there's a solution that there are things out there that can fix it. And I get so much feedback from clients that are like, Oh my gosh, I'm struggling with the same thing as you. And I'm like, well, let me help you. Let me show you what I did. And if that doesn't work, we can tweak it and That's make right. sure that it does work for you. Love that. Love that. We got a great comment too on the board. Jillian says, uh, Veronica says systems are the best way to create the space for creation. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's beautiful. Cool. I want to switch gears for a moment. I want to talk, uh, work because we've, we've talked about work, W R R K mm -hmm. and doing the work and so forth. Uh, I'd love to have a conversation with you around this because I'm just going to throw this out and, and, you know, you may agree, disagree, and that's fantastic because that's good conversation. I feel the number one thing why people don't achieve X is because they truly, they don't want to do the work, whether it's my clients, whether it's, they know what to do in business, but they always find a million ways not to get whatever it is done. So let's talk about that. Do you, do you see in your history of, of business building as well as business coaching, uh, that people struggle with the work? Or is this just a James Gardner 
uh, situation. <laughs> no, it's definitely not a James Gardner situation. I think it's all of us. Every single one of us struggle with that procrastination. And as much as we want to get things done, we've got it all written down on our to-do list and we know it's there. You're like, mm, if I can do that tomorrow, I think it's a natural thing that happens to all of us, but really making sure that you have a place that is safe, not your brain to keep all that stuff in. So that way, when you are mentally prepared, mentally ready to come back and do that hard work, it's there. Also, time of day, I feel it can make a big difference. You know, that book, Eat the Frog, it's one of those things where you got to get the big, scary stuff done first. And I know for me that sometimes if I procrastinate a task a lot, like for a long period of time, it gets really scary. And then by the time I do the task, I'm like, oh, well, that wasn't that bad. And it only took me 10 minutes to do it. So I think it's one of those things that there are things that I do every year, like, for instance, like testing for my licenses that I have. And I find myself every year putting it off and saying, oh, my gosh, it's going to take me so long. But what I did was I wrote it in my notebook for this time of year because the testing is the same time every year. And I wrote down your main test is gonna take two hours. All your recertifications, all 26 of them, they're gonna take 15 minutes each. Because when I wrote that down and I came back around this year and I was like, oh, I feel those, those pangs of procrastination. <laughs> I just look at my planner, I'm like, oh wait, it's only gonna take 15 minutes to do that. Well, I'll just do it right now in between calls or whatever. So I think really making those notes to your future mm -hmm. self are very helpful because you're not gonna remember it a year from now. Yeah, yeah. And that's when it made a huge difference for me. True. And, and, you know, work is such a, you know, I, I'm not going to be cliche. I know, you know, it's not work if you're doing what you love, but in terms of definition work, everything takes some sort of effort to yield something, whether it's the gym, whether it's weight loss, whether it's building a business, whatever, having a relationship, it takes effort. So effort, work, however you want to label it. Uh, and that struggle, I feel like that struggle sometimes is because it's not completely aligned with the truth of the individual or the necessity or urgency of what needs to get done. And, uh, in, in my realm, I, I talk about truth a lot. Uh, even with business owners and, and personal development as well. It all comes down to the why, as we hear all around, the why, the, the brand story, the truth, like what is that undeniable truth of each of us? And I, I feel like that creates inspired action, right? Sometimes we get caught up in just trying to find the damn motivation to do something where truly we need to go, we need to circumvent the motivation and keep get back to the inspired action that is our uh, our truth. I agree. Yeah. And I think too, there's going to be, you know, in business, there's stuff that all of us are like, I don't want to do that. But I think once you get all that stuff done that has is plaguing you, that you've been procrastinating, that you don't want to do, during doing those things first when your brain is fresh first thing in the morning, even if you're not a morning person, I think doing those things first 
is so helpful because then you can move on to the stuff that you're excited about, the creative stuff, whatever that looks like in your business, the fun stuff. There are certain things in my business, in the insurance world, in the coaching world that I'm like, I really love it. But right. I know that I'm going to do the stuff that I'm not really that excited about. I'm going to do that stuff first just because I know I'm excited for the rest of it. And for me, a lot of times, because I'm in that zone, I just get swept up by it. And it, the time will go by. And I don't want to have to look back and be like, oh, I got to do that thing mm. that I hate at the end of the day when I'm in this really good zone and like creating and doing all these things. So that's why I do all those tasks first. But I think it does take, you know, work to build those habits. Yeah. But if you put them first, it's so much easier. This is a this is a really good conversation. And um, I'm going to get to a question on the board. But first, I, I want to interject on that because uh, I agree with you. And uh, throwing it back to what you were talking about earlier, I also feel there's so much uh, there's so much momentum that can be found with within understanding the person's individual rhythm. So, you know, and I'm going to give you an, uh, an example of, of what you're saying. I've worked with clients that I've also under, understood that they need every day to maximize themselves. They need to just get the freight train moving out of the station, right? So for them, we've des designed a schedule whereby even though the big elephants in the room, what they need is they need these little catalyst tasks, little menial stuff, mindful things when they first get in the office to kind of get the mojo going and get that, that, that engine, that pump primed, if you will. They need some easy and wins. E easy wins. Exactly. Right. Beautiful. So taking those easy wins to then get yourself jacked up, if you will, to take on the, the, the more challenging things. And so I think it's important for everyone out there that we have to find our own, our own rhythm. We can have, we can, we can have professionals that help guide us, but there's, there's an experiment there to see what works. And, and we're always tinkering and, and, and getting back to assess, reassess, as you said, right? Well, and I think it's important too, because a lot of times we as humans like to complicate things. And so when someone is struggling with, you know, getting things started, I think that we have to remember that that easy win could just be taking out the garbage or <laughs> moving the garbage from under your desk to your doorway. So when you go get lunch, you take the garbage can with you. Yeah. It doesn't have to be these huge, massive things. Right. It could be something very small and very easy or, you know, hey, I need to take the recycling out. I need to take this recycling pile off my desk and put it in the recycle bin. You know, whatever that looks like for you, I think especially as we like all transition our businesses back into a sense of normalcy and getting together again, there's a lot of people that are struggling and really beat themselves up that they haven't done these huge mammoth things that they used to do. And it's it's okay to do the small tasks and get those easy wins in. And if that's all you get done in a day, that's okay. Yeah. Love With that. Loves grace. Easy wins for the win. Beautiful. Yep. <laughs> all right, Jillian, we got a question that came in. This is a good one. Would love to hear what Jillian has to say about burnout and how to continue and get shit done and honor the self themselves at the same time. I mean, burnout is a real thing. 
I think that in the beginning, you need to make sure that you're pacing yourself so you don't burn out and really listening to yourself and recognizing those signs. I think there's so many of us that just go and do and go and do and just go through the motions every single day and don't realize that we are headed towards that burnout phase because that's actually what happened to me. Unfortunately, it was from a car accident that was just like, okay, you're taking a break. And it was a surprise and a shock. And it's one of those things that I always tell people, don't let a health event or a shock, whatever that might be, an accident, something like that, don't let that be your catalyst for making change. Mm -hmm. Look at what you're working on right now. Look at what you're struggling with and write those things down because there is a way to solve the things that you're struggling with, whether it might be hiring a coach or reaching out to someone or jumping on a live and talking about it with other people that are struggling with these things. Because I think as business owners, we're just like, oh yeah, I'm killing it. I'm killing it every day. But the reality is we're not. I mean, you can't kill it every day. I mean, you want to, but it's just no. not the truth. But making sure that we're recognizing that burnout ahead of time, taking those notes now. So that way, if you notice that you're like, I hate doing this one thing, whatever that is, that you can sit with it, figure out a way to either do it or outsource it, like you mentioned mm -hmm. earlier, delegate it to someone else. And whether you have a team or not, I always encourage people that there are people out there that can help you with anything that you are working on. And even if, for example, this is just an easy one, but we use Asana in my business. I love it. I'm committed to it. I hired someone to create it. It was awesome. But now we need an update because it's not working for us anymore. Mm. And rather than throwing it out and saying, I'm going to go on to click up our notion or whatever, I'm like, nope, we're going to find somebody that can help us whose brain thinks that way. Because let me tell you, she thinks differently than I do, which is <laughs> good. And she's going to come in and revamp it. And it's going to make it so much better. And I think that for a lot of us, it's hard to reach out and say, this isn't working for me right now. Yeah. How yeah. do I fix it? Can someone help me with this? And I think that that's an important step in making sure that you don't get to burnout. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm going to chime in here because I, I, I'd i like to add some value out there to this because this is something that we see that I saw in my sports background as a high-performance coach and athlete and, and the athletes that I worked with. It's the same thing. How do you how do you train for the Olympic podium and yet deal with burnout, deal with, you know, honoring the self mentally, physically, spiritually, all of that. And so I've in, in that arena, we have what's called the wave principle. And I brought this into how I coach people. And so, you know, again, understanding, understanding rhythm, it's a rhythm. So wave break it down. It's just like a wave, but you, you, or you design your business in this case, your business for a month and you have a block of month and then you have week one, two, three, four, just keep it simple. And you design it in a way that there's, there's an ebb and flow and different energy outputs week to week. So for example, week one might be, uh, easy week two might be the hardest one of the week. Week three might be moderate in terms of output. Week four is a complete recovery week, whereby 
maybe you in, in the sports arena, we would cut down volume and intensity by 50%. In the, in the work arena, maybe it's no content creation for a week. Maybe it's no meetings for a week. Um, or I don't work on Fridays that week and I, and I take extra time. And, and that rhythm can be tweaked for depending if we have a, a big mid-month event that for work. And so maybe week three is your heaviest of that month, you know, in terms of your energy output. But it's a really effective tool to, to honor yourself, to give yourself the recovery that you need. Because in business is no different than striving for the Olympic podium. It's no different. You, you are going entrepreneurial. You're going 90 miles an hour body, mind, and soul, and spirit, and, and all of that shit needs a rest. And when we rest is when the body adapts and adaptation has to happen for growth in the physical arena of sports and in business development. We have to adapt to then grow and so forth. So I wanted to offer that because that's a really great question um, from, from one of our uh, viewers today. I agree. Cool. All right. We are going to switch some gears here. Now, everyone out there knows that this is the All In With Love Playground Conversation podcast. Playground because life is a playground. And I want to talk to Jillian Floodstrom about bringing some play into the workplace for herself. So I'm going to put her on the spot a little bit uh, and say, Jillian, what, what, what do you do to bring units of play into your workplace and also to the clients that you coach? Well, I think the easiest one is music. There is just, I mean, probably everyone listening has that favorite song that just changes your mood. And sometimes for me, probably for other people too, that song gets better the louder it is. <laughs> so sometimes it's just Blasting music, getting it up, shaking it off, changing the scenery in your office, go outside, get out in the fresh air, you know, whatever it looks like. But for me, it's definitely music that can completely change your mood shift. You know, if you've just gotten off a bad call with a client and you're just like, oh, that was that was a that was a doozy. Making sure that you take a break and acknowledge that and kind of like shake it off. I think music is a huge one. Yeah, I, I, I would agree 100%. I'm a music junkie. I don't think I have a day in my life hardly that I've never not listened to music. Yeah. And I got Veronica's chiming in with a little dance emoji, like, yes. I love it. And I, I know Veronica, and I know she she's the type that would, like, hit pause on her laptop, get up and start dancing. Yeah. And then go back to work just to kind of, you know, take a break. So, so and that's play. And, and, and I think uh, – I, I love that there has been a conscious movement in the workplace uh, in terms of, you know, uh, bringing more lightness and more play to a workplace. Uh, I, I think getting back to that creativity we were talking about, play stimulates creativity. Uh, you know, it, it's a higher frequency. It's, it's a happy frequency. And, and we all looking to be happier and who doesn't want to be more, you know, we're all more efficient when we're happy doing what we're doing. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, so Jillian, in terms of 
In terms of um, my journey, and and as you know, I wrote a book, uh, which is which is out now called All In With Love, My Journey to the Hero Within. Uh, it's my journey back to little Jimmy. Uh, I... I talk about four characteristics of the inner child as it relates to me, and that's truth, freedom, artistry, and intimacy. So I like to ask my guests, um, what does, how can artistry find a role in the workplace and how, and how people want to bring artistry into their business, into the way they conduct their lives? Oh my gosh. I feel like there's so many different ways. I feel like artistry also relates to creativity and both of those are so critical for your business. Mm. I know there's things that what I do for like my mental break, the things that I enjoy the most in my business, even though I'm not a graphic designer and you should see the chicken scratches that I send to my graphic guy, but it's like, he lives in my head and I'm like, you got that out of that. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. But I notice when I use that artistry, whether it's just drawing my little stick figures or boxes when we're creating a graphic, you know, something like that, just even that physical pen to paper or pen to iPad and sharing that banter with him about, hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I want it to look like. That to me is really artistry. Mm -hmm. It's very you know, cathartic to me. And I think that that's one thing that even though we're still working technically, it's something that is really creative and really helps me take a break from all the other stuff that can sometimes be a little bit monotonous when you're running a business. I love that. I love that. I agree wholeheartedly. I, I do feel that that artistry, that creative spark that we all have is inherent uh, in, in, in the child we once were, all of us. So I think all children have that beautiful instinct to create, whether it's through visual dreaming or imagination or play. It's all forms of artistry when, when we're young. So it's beautiful. And, and I want to honor that moment with you because it feels good. You right? Like when you're doing it, it just feels good. And I think those are important things to remember uh, of why reconnecting to our younger selves is, is truly, in my opinion, a gateway to happiness. And, and yes, there's, there's, there's inner child work and there's trauma associated, but, but it can also come from a lens of there's just so many great, beautiful, happy, joyous moments that we can pull from easily that then we can put into our real lives that can, that can yield dividends. So, so thank you for that beautiful uh, analogy there. Uh, Jillian, last question. And then we're going to wrap up here. My last question is, and I've, I've been asking this of my guests uh, so far. In my book, I talk about in, in everyone's life, in my life, especially in the book, there is a moment in time where we walk through a doorway from childhood to adulthood. Uh, it is unavoidable and it happens sooner or later, depending on the person, uh, but it happens. What if you could go back in time uh, to that moment of that doorway transition. Uh, and if you could step into young Jillian, what would you say to the Jillian that was going to step into this arena of adulthood uh, in this modern age that we live in? Um, what would you say? 
I would say have faith in yourself and as bonus, it's all going to work out. It's mm -hmm. all going to work out. It's all going to work out. Mm -hmm. Just trust, go with the flow. Yep. Love that. It's all going to work out. Yep. All right. Beautifully said. Jillian Floodstrom, question for you. I, got, I know I got some people tuning in uh, from yeah. my community. Where can they find you? So they can find me at JillianFloodstrom.com on Instagram, Jillian Floodstrom. All social media is Jillian Floodstrom. I'd love to chat with you. Instagram is my favorite. So send me a DM. Let me know what you thought of this conversation. I'd love to talk about it more. You can also check out my website too. There's tons of great stuff on there. All sorts of downloads, things that can really help you tune up your to-do list. There's all sorts of good stuff. Beautiful. And don't forget to check out Scale Your Small Business Podcast. Uh, it, it's, Absolutely. Uh, it's very impactful. Every week on Thursdays. There, sorry, what was that? Every week on Thursdays. Every week on Thursday, which is today. Yep. Look at that. All right. And Jillian, I want to thank you for your time, your energy, your very great uh, context and, and insights into, a, uh, a, into business. And, and I mean that because you, you are a, a woman who has been successful, who has developed businesses, plural. Uh, and, and now you're, you're taking all of that and you're helping other business owners achieve, achieve their dreams. So mad love to you for that. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. I loved it. Excellent. Great. And we'll, we'll do it again for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to the community at large, thank you again for tuning in. I really appreciate you appreciate showing up and uh, my, my book all in with love, my journey to the hero within is available worldwide now at over 50,000 booksellers. So I invite you to take a journey with James as he gets back to little Jimmy and, uh, and gets back to some, some play in the playground. So thank you for tuning in. Please check out for the book and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye for now.